Welcome to Persisters, an all-female live show and podcast. Each episode showcases one artist. You'll hear their performance from our live show, followed by an interview with us, Beth Rowe and Alex Kern. Please listen and please subscribe. (laughs) Good. So folks, I'm from Brazil. I moved to America because I am a refugee from my country. As you know, in Brazil, if you're a woman and your body doesn't fit in a bikini, they throw you to the crocodile. So <laughs> thank you, America. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> the folks I'm from Brazil, that's why I have an accent. So if someone doesn't understand what I say, please just ask me to repeat, OK? So everyone here will know uh, who the racist is. <laughs> <laughs> to speak English, folks. Very hard. You're doing great, by the way. Congratulations. I, I don't know. I can't even say the, the theme of the Nasserah what? Sarah I don't even know. <laughs> but I've been training with an accent coach. But I am afraid of losing my accent completely. Because I have broken English. If I don't have an accent, people will think I'm just dumb. <laughs> Believe me, it's better to hear, go back to your country than go back to school, you know? (laughs) And I learned English by myself, and music helped me a lot. But I have to say that I was very disappointed when I started to understand what pop songs lyrics really say. (laughs) All I do is win. Sometimes you lose. (laughs) Sometimes you have diarrhea. (laughs) Do not lie to me, DJ Khaled. Do not lie to me. (laughs) A lot of things are very different from from my country, of course. I'm still trying to fit in. Women's behavior is very different in North America and South America. Uh, For example, here in North America, If a guy cheats on a woman, she will break up with him. Then she'll be supported by her friends during brunch, (laughs) right? While in South America, a guy once cheated on me, I threw up into his mouth. (laughs) Yeah, I invited him for dinner. I ate. I went to the washroom, threw up, saved a little bit in my mouth. Approached him for a kiss. And when he opened his mouth. (laughs) Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You folks know that Brazil is the country with the highest ratio of women cutting off men's dicks. Yeah, they use knives, scissors. Hot oil in the dick is also very popular. So that's my background. Who wants to date me? (laughs) Who wants to date me? (laughs) And you may say, but Carol, if you cut off a man's dick, you go to jail. Yes, I'll go. (laughs) Five years in jail. He has no dick. (laughs) All I do is win. (laughs) 
I don't know, ladies. I'm just sick and tired okay, of men underestimating me. Just because I'm 4'11", every single man thinks they can kick my ass. You can't, guys. What a tricer. No. <laughs> now, every man in the room is afraid of me because I challenge the alpha. <laughs> North American feminists, you're doing it wrong. You're trying to talk to men. Men don't hear arguments, men hear power. See how I defeated this man. <laughs> Girls, ladies, my ladies, do like I do every time you're talking to a man. Be sure that at any point of that conversation, you can kill him. <laughs> point. Every woman, at least once in our lives, we have to take a man down. At least one down. Okay? It empowers us more than a Dove commercial. So ladies, if you're here tonight and you never took a man down, we can make this happen here tonight. Lock the doors. <laughs> If you need help, ask for me, okay? <laughs> of course, I'm not here to brag, but I am a trained street fighter. Okay, spent my teenage years back in Brazil going to capoeira circles, fighting men, women, children. <laughs> and you may say, but Carol, you're so short. You're so small. How can you win a street fight? Folks, to win a street fight, you don't need to be tall. You need to be crazy. <laughs> Do you smoke? No, you should. Every woman should smoke. It's very important for a woman to always have fire in her hands. Okay? Motherfucker, wanna creep you? Eyes, eyes, nipples, nipples, ain't I? <laughs> a guy tried to creep me in the subway a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> he didn't know he was in danger. Okay? Because I know he sees this angel face. But you don't know my past, my friend. Okay? But I'm gonna tell you. I once had a show producer who didn't pay me, a male guy, a male guy. <laughs> and he told me, oh, Carol, what you're gonna do? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I shat in a box. <laughs> and I threw my shit all over his front door. <laughs> this motherfucker here wanna creep me in the subway? Wake up, man, huh? <laughs> I sent a boy to the hospital because he was bothering me while I was reading poetry. I grabbed a rock on the floor. Get the fuck out of here, motherfucker. Open skull, drama. Yeah, I literally had to fight men to have a better education. Yeah, me and Malala, yeah. This little motherfucker who wanna creep me? Get the fuck out. 
This very morning, the alarm clock rang and I say, shut up, you're moron. I can kill you and your family. And I smash the alarm clock and I punch the wall clock and I say to the watch, go tell your friends. And this little motherfucker here staring at me with those sexual intimidating eyes. You know those Melania Trump eyes like. <laughs> I stare him back and I saw it. I saw it. Small dick aura. Mm? I saw it. Small dick. Small, you know this kind of dick that is so small that if you chop it off, you can't even feel a samosa? You know? You know this kind of dick? And that's what I had in my mind. So I stared him back and I said, Samosa dick. <laughs> and he laughed. Who does, who's the creep now? <laughs> Thank you so much, Goddamn Carol. Thank you. Hello. Welcome back to First Sisters. I'm Beth Rowe. And I'm Alex Kern. And we're here today with Carol Zaccoli. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here in LA. Oh my God. Yeah, the show is so fun. Carol, a little surprise. Um, you don't live in LA. No, no. Uh, currently, I'm living in Toronto. Right. Yeah. But I am moving to the US soon. It's very exciting. And why yeah. Canada? Uh, oh, it's a long story. I I started my immigration process to Canada like back in 2006. I didn't even do comedy at the time. Oh, wow. And my my papers took so long to to come that when when I had my papers back in 2009, I was doing well as a comedian in Brazil and I was like I'm not crazy to live like we know how hard it is to make a living in this job. Yeah. And I was making a living, I was doing well. And I was like, I'm not crazy. I don't even speak English. I, I don't know what to, what I'm going to do. So uh, I was like, I'm, I don't think I'm going. But then in 2013, if I didn't go, I would uh, lose my my permanent uh, residency. Mm. And at, by that time, I had done a bunch of stuff in Brazil that I wanted to do. And I I I thought that I was hit a ceiling. And I wanted to to grow as an artist, and I and I thought that well, if I move to Toronto, they have Second City there. I know they have a very strong comedy scene, yeah. And and I can maybe uh, study sketch, study improv. Uh, this is something that we don't actually have in Brazil. We have very little. Um, right. And then I can learn something different. I can grow as an artist, and and then let's see. But I thought that I will come back, go back to Brazil, like after a year. A year and a half. Oh, I, I, really? I didn't think it would be possible yeah. at all to have a career uh, in English. And then after a year and a half, like my English was, was better. And, 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 and then I, I thought, oh, no, it's possible. It's not easy. It's very hard, way harder wow. than in Brazil. But it's possible to, 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 to do this. And then I, I stayed. <laughs> also, so smart of you to go to Toronto. I'm aware of Second City. There, being there, but I didn't know that it was still going strong and that there was a comedy scene. Because when I think of Canada, I think, oh, Vancouver, film, TV, mm -hmm. et cetera. But 
you wanted to focus on comedy and you wanted to kind of expand yourself creatively. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, from my understanding, Vancouver's like more of a production town, not mm-hmm. like more of a like, let's experiment here. So that was, I don't know, that's really smart of you. Yeah. Because okay, so, it could to, be tempting to go the other way. Yeah. No, Toronto has a huge comedy scene, a very strong one. Wow. And it is a very good place uh, we used to, to, to say that it's a very good workout place. Like, you mm. can get really good there because the com- comedians are very good. Uh, so the environment is good. And also, um, in Canada, the, it's very competitive. So for you to, to have some kind of success, you really have to work. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it's a very good place to, to be to hone your craft. Yeah. And There's what an- did that mean to you, working in Toronto? Like, working... On your comedy, yeah, but for me it was, it was always very exciting, and everything that I that I got I was very like surprised because I wasn't expecting anything, and this is like the best way to work, I think, not expecting anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, so um, yeah, it was always very exciting, very exciting. The thing is, in Canada, we don't have a, a big industry, so we don't have many opportunities. Right. For sure, not as much as we have here. Uh, that's the only downside. Because there is a lot of, like, if the difference between Vancouver and Toronto is that, like, Vancouver has, like, exactly what you said, like, a lot of production, a lot of filming, a lot of TV shows, but a lot of those TV shows aren't necessarily comedies. And a mm-hmm. lot more of the comedies are, are filmed out of Toronto. Right. A lot of the... Oh, yeah, that's right. And so I guess I wasn't clear. So... What I meant is, like, what did working on your craft mean to you? Were you going to a lot of mics? Were you taking a lot of classes? Were you collaborating with people to kind of get better? Like, how were you approaching it as you oh, as you went to Toronto? Okay, yeah. yeah. So when I started, uh, when I arrived there, like, the week I got there, I started taking improv classes. Like, the week. Mm. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I sold a car. I had a car in Brazil, so I sold my car, and I paid for a year and a half of, like, improv and, and sketch classes. Oh, cool. That's what I did. And then uh, at the same time, studying English, too. And uh, uh, for me, uh, was learning not not only, like, getting better at comedy, and I'm uh, what I mean by that is uh, writing, Finding your voice, like honing your voice, because uh, when I got, I'm not going to lie, when I got there, I was like, oh, I'm Brazilian. So that's going to be my point of view, my point of view. Yeah, it's not enough. Mm -mm. So I had to really understand that and and, and work towards it. And also having to understand the culture, because comedy is very cultural. And I had like at the beginning, I used to go to shows and watch the audience. Like, what are they laughing at? What it? What? What is they? Their behavior? How? How does that? You know? And and also, how can I position myself inside this culture that it that is not mine? You know? Right. How can I be relatable to those people? That is the hardest thing. I remember the first time I was at Laughing Skull mm-hmm. in Atlanta. There we were a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, together. that's where Carol and I met at Laughing Skull Comedy Festival two weeks ago. Yeah, but you had done it two years prior. Yes. Okay. So when I I, I remember I was uh, waiting at the green, like you know, like when you like at the back at the, the side of the stage, just waiting for the the the, the comic that's gonna before you. It's just ending. Yeah, they're sad, and you're just waiting for mm-hmm. for it to be. And and this this comedian, he had I, I I think he was 
from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So he had like this instantly like relatable like jokes and people were like laughing. He was having such a great set. And it was my first time doing comedy uh, in the U.S., I think. It was. That's a a tough room to do comedy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I was looking at that and I was like, how can I make myself relatable to those people? They don't know me. I don't know. I've never been in Atlanta before. I don't know them. Like, and that was when like, oh my God, how can I be like, this is so important, like to be relatable. And so this is something like, like it's hard for you to be relatable when we don't share the same references, the same, you know what I mean? Also like the same beliefs. Yeah. That was like, that was the hard thing being in Georgia right after that law was passed was that I wanted to... And my first like three shows I made or like my first two shows I talked about abortion Mm. and it just made everyone so quiet because it's like they either believe in it or they're hurt by it and no one's really ready to laugh at it. Mm. So it wasn't until the last night that I was there that I was like, we can all just agree that your governor doesn't care about satisfying his wife sexually. And everybody could agree with that. But it took me four, five, six shows to be able to get there yeah. and understand. Yeah. And that was, and I live in the U.S. And yeah. that's, I can't, um, yeah. Yeah, it's just a different city. Yeah, in different cities already. such a different, different city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so all of that, I think, made me uh, mature as a comic. And also because my English not, now is okay, but, w- but I started speaking English in Toronto. How many years ago? Six years ago. So, so I had very limited By the way, language. Alex is like her mind is just blown. Her hand, her head is in her hands, just like thinking I mean, about like, how much work. I can't imagine doing improv. Like it being a foreign language, like it's already so hard. And then stand up. I mean, what? <laughs> but you also, I think, an advantage that you have is that you're you're like you're a funny, bright person. Like you can just yeah, tell the you. second you get on stage, you're like, oh, she's bringing something. <laughs> so, and I don't mean like an advantage, like you didn't have to work as hard as you <laughs> have. I just mean like you're funny. Um, but did you translate your set from? Portuguese to English, or did you just find, just make a new set? Yeah, I know. I threw everything away. I didn't right. translate anything because it doesn't make sense. It's a right. different culture. And I was starting in open mics anyway. So why not start from scratch, you know, from yeah. zero? Do they have open mics in Brazil? Um, they can, It's different. It's a, it's a different scene. They, they have some. Uh, but they don't know. They don't have like they have like nights for testing material, but they don't have like open mics, like no places where only comics go, and and we don't have that yet. There. So it's just like a lot of shows and probably yeah. a small community. Everyone yeah. knows each other. Yeah, and- it is. It is growing. It's like it's not that small anymore. It was once, but not not anymore. And what people do when they're starting now is that they try to get on other people's shows oh give mm. me five minutes give me you know yeah are you traveling around Canada for stand-up shows or are you booking all of your shows in Toronto for the most part Toronto for the most part I, I don't travel a lot uh, because I think uh, two things I think uh, as w- women it's hard for us to do road yeah people don't first of all people don't want to hire us because there's uh let's say the, the 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 person is hiring uh three comics to do a show let's say in Calgary uh, and then this person is paying for, for the trip and paying for the hotel. 
if they book like two men and a woman, uh, they need two hotel bedrooms. If they book three men, they need only one. I didn't even think of that. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah, ever. no, th- yeah, that happens. That happens. So we 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 are in a clearly disadvantage uh, it, it, doing road work. So I, I don't even consider as a possibility for me to be honest. I think for me, the thing that makes me a little bit nervous about traveling also is because like we were in Atlanta and like I had like a tough time in the beginning, like like having the rooms in Atlanta like open up to me. And I it's like can imagine like going to Calgary. Like I can't imagine going to like, m- m- you know, Missoula or something. I, you know? However, I do think that it would make you so um well-rounded isn't quite the right word, maybe. Well, you're everything um, more... Because I, I, you're kind of learning how to make everyone laugh. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. And yeah. you're just adjusting or tweaking your set. And I can yeah. imagine it would be really frustrating and hard, but ultimately you're just like, oh, I know what this audience wants from me and I'm just going to pull out of my little you know, uh, toolbox this set or, you know, switch it a little bit this way. And I know that these people are going to respond to me. Yeah. No, I do travel. I just don't, uh, what I'm saying, I do travel. Like I did uh, festivals uh, yeah. across Canada, the Halifax, Winnipeg, Calgary. I did a uh, uh, Moncton this year, but, but then it's festivals. It's different. Yeah. Then like, like, cause they're not usually paying for you to come or maybe some of them are. Canada they pay. The festivals pay, yeah, they pay you. They pay for you to go. Uh, but I, what I'm talking about is like more like world, world work, like world, like 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 travel and do 10 minute set, 15 minute set. So I think for me, this option will come when I like when I'm traveling, like doing my show. You know, like j- just me, like mm-hmm. like that will be an option. But before that, I don't really, I don't even consider like as a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Will you talk, and both of you can talk a little bit um, to our listeners who maybe aren't super aware of what a comedy festival festival entails, how it works, how do you get in, what's it like? Well, I think it depends on the festival, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, some of them you have to apply. Some of them they will find you. Right. Uh, yeah. So I think it depends on the festival. Yeah, this this festival I, last I did in Moncton, the guy contacted me because I did a um, a, a radio taped set in Toronto back in 2016, and they they reaired the thing, <laughs> and the guy listened to it, and then he contacted me. Oh, I wanted you to come, and then I and then I went. Um, oh, that's so cool. But some festivals just submit, you send your video, and then you know, oh, here I am, blah blah blah. Uh, some festival you audition for it. They have showcases, like the Winnipeg Festival, for example. And JFL. Yeah, and, JFL. Yeah. They have showcases. And then a showcase, and then if they like you, they invite you. Right. Yeah. So it depends on the festival. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, a quick question about uh, your old sets, because if this was aired in 2016 and then re-aired, mm-hmm. do you ever cringe at your old material? Or like, I'm like, oh, I can see how much I've developed or... Yeah, I, yes, and yes and no. I mean, when you have like old material, it's always like, you don't want to talk about that anymore because it's past. Yeah. But I kind of, I try to have like a fresh look at it. And and this set actually reworked it and it's like, it's better now than it was in 2016. Um, Even then, of course, I'm more excited to do the new, newer jokes than Mm -hmm. the old ones, of course. But I also like know that it's part of our job to uh, 
not throw away your work. You know, it right. works. Like it's not, it, 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 you know, and that is the part where we have to be a little bit of actors and, and just tell that material, you know, say that, you know, deliver that material with freshness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you be able to take your material that you have now and bring it back to Brazil and do shows yeah. with it? I'm actually doing that. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, when? when I'm doing that, so, so I go there at least twice a, a year to, to work. And uh, when I go there now, because I don't want to tell my six-year-old jokes, I like I don't I don't right. want to, you know. So I translate to Portuguese now my jokes now, and I go there and I do them. So there, there, there you get the translating that you were. Yeah, <laughs> so but even then, like, you have to adapt. Positive. Yeah, you have to adapt. Yeah. Right. You also have. You're also married. I am. Yeah. And so you're. You met your husband in Brazil. Yeah. And you both moved to Canada. Hmm. And he's willing and ready to go wherever you need to go for comedy. Yeah, no, we we are a bit of an adventure. So we, we like it. Like we've been in Toronto for six years, and it's like, oh, it's time to move. Let's 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 move and see new new stuff. <laughs> Is he a comic? No, no, he's an yeah. IT. That's uh, great. Guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think I could. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I could marry a, a, a comedian too much. <laughs> I'm also yeah. curious about. I have a friend who lives in Vancouver, and I've also been to some. I had a web series play at a web series festival, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of Canadian submissions, mm-hmm. and the quality was so high. Mm-hmm. And I find out later, and also through her, that you can get so many grants, and art is heavily subsidized in Canada. Yeah. That's so incredible. Uh, also, to think that that is not the case in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, does that also apply to the comedy world, or are you seeing that at all in how you're approaching your life artistically? Yeah, a little bit. But but you know what happens when it, that there's like like government money involved, which is great. I not complaining, but it's just it's, it's very little. Like it's, right. it's not a lot of people who will get those grants. Sure, it, it's very so. One, two people, like it's not, um, it's not that it changes the scene. It's, it doesn't. helps a little bit. But I don't see that as like a big, you know, like opportunity. Big. Like I don't even see, like I, I just like it's everyone like trying to get those things and, mm. and, and one person is going to be. It's also just a little bit sort yeah. of a smaller community. So I know that when I was up in Vancouver, they I had a friend that was just like, just an actor, but was able to like have a great reel because there's a film school in Vancouver and there's Mm -hmm. not as many actors as there are in LA. So they get to work on these like real, these projects where the school's investing a lot of money as well. So Um, there's, that's also maybe a thing. Yeah. But also like, like, uh, Vancouver may have like a lot of filming going on there, but also, uh, mostly are American productions, and the Canadians will have like there will be the the waiter, there will be the the person who's sure, going to say be hi. The co-star. You're never going to be like a, a star or co-star. So it's good, of course, to to get some do some some filming and and, and get a credit and get some money. But until when you want to stay like being just a the waiter, the waitress that is gonna pass and say, sure. "Here's your water, sir." You know, mm-hmm. like this everything is not fulfilling. bigger yeah. gets cast out of Canada. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's not very fulfilling artistically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 
And so your plan at the moment is to move to... New York, probably. <laughs> I thought I heard that the other day. Yeah. It yeah. makes sense. I get yeah. it. I also get the, think that yeah. there's something about living in New York if you can at one point in your life. Yeah. I mean, there is, there is the magic to New York. And also, if you're li- li- leaving a city where you don't have to drive, it's probably a little bit easier to move to another city where you mm-hmm. don't have to drive as opposed to completely changing your day-to-day. That's and, true. New York is amazing, the comedy scene. Yeah. I mean, what's your dream job? Like, what is the the end goal that you're you're going for? Well, I'd like to create my my content, my thing, and and do it. Yeah. What's your thing? Like, create a show, a TV Mm -hmm. show. Like, I have some pilots. Yeah. A TV show or even movies. I don't... That's what I want to do. Something that you write and star in. Yes. Love it. Yeah. I just just did a one-woman show in Toronto. So that's, uh, I loved it. And what was it about? Uh, it is called How to Beat Up Any Man. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit it, of it in the piece that you did for the show. It is, it is. And I, it's just, I, I, the way I describe it is like, is my life story told through the men I've beaten up. <laughs> oh my, have you really beaten men yeah, up? I'm from Brazil. I grew up as a woman in Brazil. Are you kidding me? You gotta be. If you want to respect, you gotta punch them. You gotta punch them like in the face. Punch them. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> yes, yes. I really got into like fights. Who did really. you learn that from? Uh, probably my dad, my mom too. Okay. My family's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and you just like if somebody is like like who was the first person, the first guy you beat up? Oh, it was. Uh, let, let me see. I'm I'm thinking here. <laughs> Oh my god. How, would I How old describe? were you, do you think? No, I was I was about nine. I think. Those those, those boys, they will they, they, they have this group of boys in school that they will come around and they will grab the girls' butts. Oh. And hell one day no. they grabbed my butt and I was so mad at them. And then I I I I, I, I grabbed a pur- a little purse and I put a rock in the purse <gasps> and I bit the shit out of the guy who who grabbed my butt. Oh man! I want to see photos of you when you were little, <laughs> with the you. fire in her eyes. Oh Do not God. mess with me. So then, comedy is perfect for you. You're yeah. like, I can handle this. Yeah, no, and I don't. I, yeah, and sometimes even like with all the discussion we have, like with like how it's male dominated, and sometimes in green rooms, it's not even like the guys try to to some guys like try to to to. Intimidate. Make some intimidates women. It's that would totally. never happen to me. That never happened to me. They um they was, are intimidated, I think. That was the <laughs> the head uh it was the head guy, the guy who owns Laughing Skull was talking about like how he was like, you know, sometimes women or people say like they don't feel comfortable in the green room. He's like, I own the theater and I don't feel comfortable in the green room sometimes. I was like, Yeah. 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 I had a friend who was telling me that she started like more than 10 years ago. And, um, and she told me that when she started, the, the guys would throw wet paper on her on stage. What? Yeah. As a joke. It's so funny. Ha, ha, ha. Ha. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's so mean. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So that, I would never like be afraid of that. Like, like I would never like, I, I can't. Yeah, I literally like I don't. Uh, it's not comfortable. It's not. Uh, it's not cool. 
but yeah. I, I can deal with this yeah. like male kind of. I never had like really, really big problems. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many shows have you done since you've been in LA? The two or three? No, I did. I think I did around uh, eight. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where else did you perform? You performed at the Improv. Yeah. Oh, how was that? Improv was was fun. Was it the Lab uh, Wednesday? The smaller one. The smaller one. I like that space. It is. Mm-hmm. It is good. It was Wednesday 10 p.m. We didn't have many audience members, Sorry. but uh, it, the funny thing is that apparently there was a mistake, and they gave me 20 minutes. And I got there, and it's like, oh, it's here. You're my name, 20 minutes. And I was like, that's, they never saw me performing. They're giving me 20 minutes. I think that's crazy, but okay, I'm here, you know. I'm here, and I did it. (laughs) And then I talked to the guy after, and he was like, you know, that was a mistake. And he was like, you did so well, congratulations, but that was a mistake. You weren't supposed to do 20. Oh, my gosh. uh, I mean, uh, not my mistake, their their mistake. Yeah. But that was funny. Wow. But it was good. Uh, We didn't have many audience members. Yesterday I did at the Public House. It was a very fun show. Oh, the one right here. Yeah. Uh, On Vermont. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. I didn't know they had comedy shows. That's good. Your shows was so fun and such Aww. a oh it's so nice, like so beautiful, everything. Like the place is beautiful. The the room is lovely. Oh thanks. And I loved it too. And I did what else did I do? I did West Side Comedy at oh. Santa Monica. What a yeah. great room. We've done I a Persister show there. Place. And they treat you so well there. They're the greatest they guys. They're amazing. They're wonderful. Yeah. They're amazing. They are so They're all. I've met kind. them, the guys who own the theater, I met them doing improv like eight years ago. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they're just nice men. Yeah. They are. They are very nice and yeah, just a great room. I loved it. Mm, super warm. Yeah. So we were talking about managers earlier, also to people out there. Are you booking these shows on your own, or is your manager helping you book these shows? And I booked on my own. Th- awesome. Those, yeah. It was just like, um, uh, I don't think like, some managers, I think, help you booking shows. I don't know. My manager helps me sometimes, but but th- those shows, no, I, I booked myself, like, uh, because I've done some festivals here, like Laugh and Sco right, and, and sure. the NBC Breakout Festival in Chicago. So I met some comics. Yeah. So, you know, I just reached out and, um, yeah. And also there's a Brazilian, uh, she's Brazilian-born, uh, a comedian, Jade Cata Preta. I don't know if you've ever heard of oh, her. Oh, yeah. She's Brazilian. She's my friend, too. Like, uh, we, we met. She, she's done some comedy oh, in Brazil. Okay. I helped her there. And, and then she's someone also who who helped me getting getting up some. At I did some improv places. with her like one time. Really? I think yeah. She's great. Yeah. And she works a lot. She works a lot. She's a yeah. yeah she's work horse, and um, yeah. How much time do you have, like in terms of your set, your longest set? I've been asking myself this question. <laughs> I think I asked you this question the other day too. Yeah, I would. I would say that I I may have. <sighs> I may have written down like a, an hour and a half. Wow. I'm not telling that it's a good hour and a half. Some of those bits I would not, I, I don't even do anymore. But I'm, I'm, what I mean is like the things that I have done and, and written and, and performed. Yeah. Uh, but I want to I put an hour soon. So I have to start thinking about that. Get a special going. Yeah, you know. What, what's the difference for you um, in... Uh, writing and performing a solo show versus, and how long was your solo show versus doing a long set? Yeah, no, my God, it's so different. 
and I was mistaken <laughs> because uh, I, I've done uh, stand-up solos like hours in Brazil in Portuguese. So I was like, okay, I've been in, in on stage for more than an hour. It's fine. But no, it's so weird because you're saying the way you're saying it. It's almost like it was like a past life thing where you've like you've done it before, <laughs> yeah. and now you're doing it again, but it's a little different. Yeah, but no, one person shows a whole another thing. Yeah, like I remember the a couple of days before the opening night was like I don't physically I cannot get to the end of the show. I don't. I'm, I'm too tired. Like I can't. And uh, so it was very challenging. I'm very happy with it though. But I had like the, after the first night, I had like a like a exposition hungover because I thought I like I, I exposed myself too much. Sure, <laughs> yeah. And it was like the second show was the hardest because I didn't want to do it at all. Like I didn't want to. I want to be in a cave. Oh, to- I know exactly. You what know that what is I mean? Like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but then I was like, I gotta be strong. I gotta be strong. And what I did is that I booked the theater for four weeks. Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, because I wanted to do a full run, like a real, as if I was like a Broadway or like a, like a theater. Good for you. And, 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 and it was good. It was hard, but it was good because now I understand what it is to be, you know, with a, with a play. Like, you know, it is a lot. How did you know how to write a solo show? Well... Well, I've, I've watched them <laughs> before, right. and of course, uh, I, I wrote my story, and then I had a director coming in, Good. and she also, like, you know, gave me a lot of tips, like how this is, I'm, I don't understand this, and now you can focus more, like, in what your show is about, because sometimes you can go on tangents, so she really helped me, like, tightening the, the, the story uh, to have, like, one theme, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so, yeah, so I had help, too. But but I wrote the whole thing. She never like the, the director only like gave me like some directions. But I I did everything. But I, I was wrote like I, I've been like my childhood dream is to be a writer. So this is like the easy, easiest part for me. Like more pleasurable is the writing. Is the writing for sure. Going on stage for me hmm. is like um, it's work. I it, it is for me. It is important because it is when I get out of my comfort zone. You know, and it makes me, uh, you know, gather my energies and stuff. So I really think it's good for my life, you know. Otherwise, I will be at home, like, for a week. <laughs> I agree <laughs> about that. Me. It's so good for me. Just yeah. Yeah. feel like it's a, it keeps me honest. Mm-hmm. Performing or yes. writing? Performing. Performing. Well, I mean, writing yeah. does too, but yeah. you don't have to do it in front of an audience. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, people are going to read it, mm-hmm. but for me, it's kind of like a truth teller. You get on stage, and if people aren't, resp- you can't, you can't. It's not that you can't lie to an audience, but if you're if you're being phony, mm-hmm. it's just they know immediately. Yeah, and I think it it requires an amount of. I don't want to be like cheesy. Like it requires courage, but for me, oh, yeah. it does. No, it does for it's, everyone. Even I though think. I love performing, yeah. it is like a bearing of the soul. Yeah, you feel I, naked. Yeah, exactly. I do believe that, and I. That's why, like, I really respect even like an open micer, because it is hard to, to do what up. we do. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? You go. We go on stage by ourselves, telling a bunch of strangers, "I'm gonna make you laugh." Yeah. 
that's there's nothing more vulnerable than that. It's crazy. If you think about it, it's crazy. <laughs> how presumptuous, <laughs> right? Right. How yeah. presumptuous to yeah. think that like, you can make these people laugh? What gumption? Yeah. <laughs> My God. I feel. I kind of feel like at this point, for me, I feel like both writing and performing feel like work right now. Mm-hmm. Amen. And they just yes. and like I get that it is work, but like it's it's. I feel like there, it's a lot of work and a lot of pressure right now. Yeah, and I was feeling that before. Yeah. yeah, I was talking to Patrick McCarthy, a friend of ours who's a head writer on a TV show, and we were talking about writing and how it's hard for me. And I was like, it's painful. And, and sometimes I'm like, but it's not for you, is it? And he's like, yes, it is. Yeah. And I was like, oh, right, oh, right. And then he was like, I know not everyone loves the guy, but Woody Allen said, and I was like, well, I do love his work, mm-hmm. that... And I know we hear this, but um, 90% of it is just sitting down and getting in front of your computer and typing. Yeah. So much is... Exactly. Exactly. But I was feeling that, like, feeling like work. But but it was, like, a, a, I would say, like, about two years ago that I was too... Um, because I, I think we can get caught up, be caught up, like, in... in like industry and credits and we want to have what other comics have you know this person got this festival i gotta get this too you know and then it was it starts to get boring and and work and then i realized and i started like bombing not doing so well and i was like no my job is to be light and and, you know like it's to bring in a way is to bring happiness it doesn't matter if you're doing even dark comedy but it is yeah so we gotta if i don't have this lightness if everything is heavy for me it's gonna be painful so i i yeah so i i i I try to like don't care about the the industry anymore like you know what's going if if something is going to happen something is going to happen i'm doing my stuff I completely agree. I think if you stay, and this is hard for me to remember, but stay the course and stay on your own path. Mm -hmm. And it's great when good things are happening to other people and something's going to happen to you too, as long as you stay with yourself and on your own work on improving and like churning out work. Cause it doesn't matter what other people are doing. That's not who you are. No, it doesn't. Yeah. This is really making me think of Brene Brown's special when she talks about belonging. And if you try to belong, it's nothing good can come of it because you're not being your authentic self. And I think that's really a thing for being in Hollywood or even going to shows where sometimes for me, where it's a new environment or a different crowd, I'm like, oh, this isn't, I don't know if people are going to like me. Mm -hmm. And then trying something new at the top that maybe they'll like Mm -hmm. never works Mm -hmm. because it's not Mm -hmm. being genuine. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It's really, it's a, it's a job that makes us stronger. And, and and that's the thing that I love about this being a stand up comedian because I, I'm for sure I'm more confident and a more I'm a stronger person because of that. And especially here in LA, I think it's very hard for, for the comedians who live here because the industry is so close, mm-hmm. but it can be so far too, you know? So it's, it, I think it's hard for, for you like to focus on yourself when it's like so much going on. You like drive by a billboard. Exactly. You're like, oh. You're like, oh my God, I should have that. Oh my God, mm-hmm. I should have, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's very hard here. For comics like, like to be like sane. <laughs> what was it? Somebody said. I think it's probably a tweet. Somebody 
said recently, Mm -hmm. like if you live in LA long enough, somebody who broke your heart will be on a billboard. (laughs) Oh my God. That's the the word the senior senior enemy succeeding. (laughs) There's nothing worse than that. Yeah. (laughs) What do you think the thing is that makes you keep persisting? That like keeps you going? Like what is the trick that you have to kind of keep, you know, the way that you focus on the work and go to the next thing and get the next thing done? I'm going to be very honest with you now. It is because I have a degree in philosophy. And if I don't do that, I'm going to be working at Starbucks. I don't have a plan B. I came from a poor family. I have no money. I have nothing. This is what I have. So that's what keeps me going. I'm wow. not lying. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it's too hard. Why? Why? If I were like a nurse or if I, if I had a, a skill, I would be doing something else, I, I, I believe, by this time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love that. But I don't, like, I don't have any plan B or I don't, that, that's all I have. You know who else never had a plan B? Who? <laughs> Michelle Branch. Oh, bad. She's a she's just a silly singer oh, that has it just probably has a the, wonderful family now and <laughs> sings them to sleep. Yeah. Carol, you're going Thank to you be so the much. Michelle Branch of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait uh, until you move out here. Oh my god, yeah. We can all be on your TV show. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. The show was awesome. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs>